and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue! And Colin Cunningham. Colin Canuck Cunningham. Okay. Oh, I, I feel so I had, patriotic. I had a good intro. I was going to say... This week, Canada Day came early. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I guess I mean, most people don't know when Canada Day is. Uh, July 1st had already passed. So. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought it was in September. No, I got... <laughs> this is like oh literally... You are the not... The Cheetos. The day we started dating. It's our anniversary. Oh, yeah, right. It's okay. Canada Day. Jesus I had too God. many Cheetos, everybody. Um, yeah, April was like... <laughs> And this is not a how I met your mother joke or anything like that. Like April, I came in, she had bought some Cheetos and throughout the entire night of movies, she's like, what movie are we watching? And it's like an hour in. I kept missing out on plot points. Okay. So we watched two Canadian movies. Um, One is very, very important to bad movie culture, but Mm -hmm. something I think most people probably haven't actually seen. And that is things. Things. From what year? Wonderful. 1989, Ooh. I think. Yeah, 1980, like late 80s, even I, though it looks uh, like it was shot in like the mid-70s. It looks, like the, it looks like a 70s snuff film. Like it's so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone found the trunk yeah, somewhere. It's like, oh my God. At yeah. a crime scene. I mean, this is a movie that I would describe as uh, advanced reading, advanced viewing for bad movie fans. You know, I thought that as well ever since I saw it right when the directors put it out years and years ago when I went to a screening at the Trash Palace. I don't know if you guys ever went to that. Is it in Hamilton? Nope. It's, it was, used to be in Toronto. Oh. Uh, Stacey Case had a print house and they had a screening there. And the directors and the cast, they were all there and they screened things. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and this was way before like it had like a huge audience. There had been a big article in cinema sewer a great magazine but i don't think many people knew i don't know what it was and i was blown away (laughs) and the star of the film barry j gillis and Mm -hmm. we're gonna mention his name um often throughout this podcast got really drunk at the end (laughs) and so loud that like we had to leave he did like it shut it down in the middle of a QA. and then barry j gillis with his homemade dvds just handed them out to people (laughs) and i had a stack of like 10 of them wow (laughs) just like hey man just take some Oh man, that's hilarious! And like Edgar Wright got one. Um, these are the ones that I handed out throughout the years. Oh, yeah. that's amazing! And now I only have one left. Oh wow! <laughs> but things. What is it about, April? Um, well, it's about these Canadian fellows who go up to their friend's house for the night, and uh, his wife is sick, and then she gives birth to some monsters. And that's about it. When you hear that, it seems pretty straightforward, but it is anything but. It is told in such a weird way. I love how, uh, I think it was like how, well, first of all, we saw this in the theater last week. Oh, that's what I was about to say is that I would have thought it was advanced studies as well. Right. And that's one of the reasons we didn't show. We've been doing Laser Blast for almost six years now. We show a movie a month at the Royal Cinema, which is a very big cinema. And we haven't played things. We played it at a pay-to-leave marathon. Yeah, which we went to. And I guess (laughs) Colin got really drunk and he didn't even really remember it. But at the time, you didn't you didn't like it. You you didn't react well. I loved it. First of all, we were sitting at the very. It was at a bar. It's a small yeah, bar. it's like a very small kind of screen, and we were sitting at the very very back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really couldn't hear anything or understand what was happening. Probably not. But this screening last <clears throat> week, uh, a ton of people came out. Yeah, uh, probably oh, the most so that so have good. ever come to any of our screening in this four hundred seat cinema. Mm-hmm. This massive screen that's used mm-hmm. for post production. Yeah, and everybody was into it, like laughing. Oh. At the right moments it wasn't like like one person be like (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone being quiet. It was like everybody experiencing it communally. And yeah. all the way through, mm-hmm. too. Like, it wasn't one of those things where... It's funny at the beginning. Funny at the beginning, and then it's just like, okay, we're exhausted. Like, hurry mm-hmm. this up. This Everyone was laughing all the way through. It was it's, so amazing. I mean, I saw this film by myself. And <laughs> when I saw it, and I vividly remember being like, what is this? And I showed all my friends, like one at a time. <laughs> yeah. And then they showed their friends. Because it's, it's like nothing you have ever seen. It's yeah, it's quite- like... A, it's like a virus. It's like yeah. you, know, you show one person and then it yeah, spreads. Because it's like I, the ring. I, I don't know if I would enjoy watching it alone, <sighs> um, but I totally get the, uh, hey, you want to watch a movie? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's watch this. And you get joy out of watching your friend or friends uh, subjecting them to it. I, I think because the movie is so weird, it feels like it was made by aliens or people mm-hmm. that hadn't seen like horror movies before. Or any movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like any great, you know, like any kind of Neil Breen or mm-hmm. something like that. It's like they, they're not following the rules because they don't know the rules and it has all the best stuff which is it looks weird it's like shot low all the time it's very cramped and claustrophobic yeah everyone's dubbed and because they're all canadian they have like the weirdest cadences it's like oh wow they get so many channels out here some of them they don't know where they come from yeah it's not the accent i'm used to which is like the northern Ontario accent. It's I think it's like a man like a Saskatchewan accent. Yeah, mid Canadian from around Toronto. Though. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's a very well, it's a hoser accent. This <laughs> is like I was just boat. trying to ease the tension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great line. But <laughs> it's just it's when you hear when you What's hear that got to do. <laughs> Lost your train of thought, didn't I? There's so many quotable lines in this movie. We're gonna try not to like just it be a succession of us saying our favorite parts. Yeah, yeah, you can't. So good. Well, it's like when Peter was introducing it, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't remember anything from the first screening. Not that Mm -hmm. it would have helped, but. Uh, I, I, this being like the first viewing of it was was so perfect. It couldn't have been more perfect, I don't think, mm. unless it was like it, at the Cinesphere on IMAX or well, something. P- people came uh, to see me afterwards, and they're like, "Oh, you guys said that it was like way slower." Then uh, it actually ended up being, and I'm like, mm, okay, I think it was because everybody was enjoying it. Yeah, like, exactly. This yeah. is a movie where nothing happens for 40 minutes. <laughs> There's a sequence where all these hosers arrive, and um, the most friendly one named Fred goes around opening cupboards yeah. and hitting like a fish on the wall. He's like, hmm, yeah. Plastic. Yeah. Yeah, he's just going like, oh, let's see what's in here. And oh, like, they got a fridge. No one acts like a human being. No. Like they like take their coat off and they're like, I might as well put it in the freezer. And yeah, they put it in the freezer. It's, it's just like, like they just shot and said, just go in and do something. It's and like we'll they had a few beers. Yeah. They've got a camera. They're up at their friend's cottage, and it's like, okay, let's make, let's improv a movie or something we, like. That. We can't go out there. There's snakes and bears. <laughs> We'd be torn apart before we made it to civilization. Yeah, what what kind of camera was the shot on? Super eight. Super okay, eight. Yeah, yeah, definitely super eight. Maybe uh, sixteen, but it looks like it's super eight, and that's why it, there's no sync dialogue because super eight doesn't. 
right. always shoot at 24 frames per second. Party, 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 party. <laughs> so the whole thing is dubbed. Um, sometimes well, sometimes not so and even well. Even the sound effects are dubbed. Like they're yeah. not done, they're not sound effects. It's just a person <laughs> making the noises with their mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so um, but uh, there are these monsters in it. But before the things show up, there's this weird scene with um, like a voodoo doctor who likes Dr. to- Dr. Lucas. Yeah, that's right. That's the opening of the movie. People's heads. Well, it's actually towards the beginning. There's like an extended sequence of him like removing people's heads. It, it in doesn't like matter. A dungeon. Oh yeah, and also the news footage. Yeah. yeah. So this Let's is a movie that. that. So they shot it, they edited it, and then they sold it to a company that only watched the trailer, not the entire movie, because <laughs> it didn't matter. They had product that they could sell. Right. But they went. It's too short, so you need to shoot sequences with Amberlynn, the porn star. And they didn't have enough to pay her to take her clothes off. So she plays a newswoman in front of a bunch of TVs, just <laughs> reading random gibberish about Night of the Living Dead yeah. being in the public domain. And seemingly the characters being okay. So the broadcast is somehow from the future of the movie. Yeah, that's weird. They kept referencing them. Yeah. And then and then she would cut away. She would say, next. And yeah. then it would cut away to somebody else. <laughs> and he's framed in like the lower right hand or lower left hand corner. And they didn't dub their line. So it's like... <laughs> yeah so the one scene they have sync sound it just sounds awful yeah <laughs> oh, there's a few instances you know all the thing heads they hear like sometimes you'll hear them and it'll be on set and you hear like the mm. of like the machine going right yeah. for some reason they couldn't dub it but okay so we should clear up the characters there's fred the friendly guy uh-huh. there's i don't remember their names there's barry gillis yeah. who's the star of the movie and the co-director mm-hmm. and writer producer and then there's the meanest man in the world the guy with the glasses yeah yeah wait is that the guy who owns the cottage <laughs> yes okay the guy whose who wife gave birth to things right and it's funny his intro well after they the two of them arrive and then he comes in to the cottage and it looks like they're trying to avoid showing him in the same room as them. <laughs> yeah. Like so it's just all like, it's like Charlie Brown. It's just the, t- the, the lower body, no head. <laughs> so it's like clearly not the actor or yeah. something. It's just very awkwardly edited and cut together. And I'm like, are they in the same room together? But then they do. And they all sit around and they do stuff like put a cockroach <laughs> in, in sandwich. In, in, sandwich is very generous. <laughs> it's mostly two pair. It's like two white bread with nothing inside. <laughs> Yeah. And then they feed it to a guy, and the guy's like, yeah. mm, "Good sandwich." <laughs> and then like one of them farts, and then like he's like, "Oh, mosquitoes!" Even though he's wearing a giant um, sweater. Yeah, yeah, it's just great stuff. Just them hanging around. A lot of padding. They yeah. watch television. <laughs> yeah, well, pornography seemingly. Ooh, yeah. Jane, uh, stop on that channel. <laughs> and then like, so it takes a. So there's a bit of a lull where they're just hanging out and then um, mon- the, the, monsters probably most okay. of the movie yeah but <laughs> you of. say that there's a bit of lull until the monsters come out but then the monsters come out and then they just go sit at the dinner yeah. table yeah. and just talk to each other for like 30 yeah. minutes they're still just hanging out yeah. but there was one scene and it was like in your intro where you said okay there's a scene or there's a sequence where the audio cuts out where mm. there's no foley uh, nothing is there's there like a music? humming like a David Lynch style like, <laughs> like nothing's gone wrong <laughs> yeah. yeah nothing's gone wrong yep. that's just how it is it, that, that's called the black hole of things <laughs> <laughs> where it's like you know, or the eye of things <laughs> well you know the things puppets I wonder how many they had I'm guessing two. Oh no um, they had a lot because there's oh, some really? scenes at the end where he's looking and he's like oh god they're everywhere 
And he's like, I thought that was just creative editing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they look good. They're these little monster things that are like a foot long, maybe, and they have these really big teeth. Somebody pointed out, uh, a friend of mine, that the sound that the thing makes is the sound that in John Carpenter's thing, you know, where they're testing the blood? And like it goes like, yeah, like, yeah. That's the sound that loops over and over and over again and things. Really? Yeah, the like, you hear it yeah. just like endlessly. <laughs> so, what was your favorite part, April? Um, well, to be honest, my favorite part is um, just like the dialogue and how they say lines. <laughs> but that goes without saying. So, mm. uh, honorable mention goes to the music. Um, now, this movie has about three songs that they loop. One is like a Casio keyboard <laughs> demo <laughs> song. <laughs> and one is like a very sparse like piano track that was probably done by one of the <laughs> people in <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's like Oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and then the the third and best song uh, is the theme of the movie, Caught in a Tailspin, done <laughs> by Barry J. And it has a wonderful guitar riff. It's moody. It's like Pink Floyd music. Meets Rush. Strike Nine. Yeah. Is, that, is that Barry J. Gillis? Yeah, his band, band. Strike Nine. Uh, I got a CD of him that my friend won in a contest and Barry sent it to him. And he gave it to me unopened. And he's like, I haven't opened it. It's like Pandora's box. I'm afraid that like demons are going to come flying out of it. No, it's like that one Wu-Tang album that, uh, <laughs> that that guy bought for like a million dollars. No, I genuinely like that song. I'm not lying. <laughs> it plays. And there's like this like synthy kind of, you know, moody sounds throughout the movie it's Mm. when they have music it's not bad Mm -hmm. so my favorite part is definitely and i love that the movie has this is that like the funniest character comes in right at the end Mm -hmm. the villain of the piece dr lucas so like the reason he's so funny is a hundred percent because of the delivery of the actor who must be the last friend who hadn't been in the movie (laughs) and like doesn't quite know what to do so he kind of talks like this. Ah, it's me, Dr. Lucas. You're a Looney Tune. You're crazy. And he's always smiling. And you can yeah. hear the smile in his dialogue. Yeah, he's trying. You can see he's he's trying so hard not to laugh. But he's genuinely smiling. It's not like a character. Blood and yeah. guts everywhere. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, he probably told him the first few times, like, you know, don't you, don't smile when you say your lines. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll try. Yeah. And then he couldn't do he it. Couldn't and they're do just it. like, oh, oh my God. He'd never been funny. never been in a movie before. And I mean there's so many like specific moments for a movie that like sounds like it's just tedium throughout. Mm-hmm. There's so many like highlights. Like I could like separate each section. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like yeah. like when Barry suddenly gives a really weird speech yeah. where it, he he just improvs a speech about like a, a Scottish town. And <laughs> it's a book he read once. Yeah. <laughs> this long monologue about demons. And then it ends with the guy going, my wife just died. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? And that's when he says they ease the tension line. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought I would live with the dead. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of weird, like, proclamations like that where they were, like, trying to sound deep, I guess. So. The next time we go out, I'm leaving you at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots of uh, there lots of little memorable 
bits mm-hmm. uh, and just to sort of keep you interested like as soon as your kind of interest is fading like you'll say a line or like, just what is going the, on the line delivery or like they're drinking beer and then he like goes over and fills like his beer with, with tap water yeah with water and he and shakes it like, mm, tastes better and it's yeah. like what is going on it's just so bizarre and I like what Peter made me really laugh was the the intro I think Peter said it's not making they're not making any wrong choices yeah they're just making choices that no one has ever made before yeah and i thought that was and i that made me laugh so hard we were fortunate enough to have barry j gillis uh film an intro to this movie and in that he said we did everything wrong yeah he did (laughs) yeah um which you know he's right but i'm guessing it was their first movie you know you learn on the job (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) So and now look like, at the movies he's making, right? Well, what is the? Oh yeah, we saw the trailers for them after the show. Well, they, Wicked World is putting, being put out by uh, Bleeding Skull in a few really? months. So yeah, mm. Agfa, the American genre film archives. Oh, is it the one with Corey Feldman? No, that's a later one. That's okay. the one that hasn't been released yet. Ah, I see. Uh, so what? Like, what's the backstory on this? Like, there's not much. It's really? just like a bunch of friends wanted to make a movie, and they did it over a summer at someone's cabin. And I they would see. Pick okay. them up, go to the cabin, shoot it. They really didn't know like how or what they were doing yeah and some friends quit in the middle of it which is why <laughs> at a certain point all the lights go red and then oh, so- someone gets yeah. covered in blood in a line and said oh my god fred just got sucked into the third fourth and fifth dimension <laughs> oh and he never oh, comes back you bring fred i'm covered in blood <laughs> There is, is that, I don't want to steal your favorite part, Colin, but people wiping themselves down oh, uh, God. takes a big percentage of With this paper movie. Towel. That was amazing. Yeah. And it goes on and on and on. It's and just the like, sound effect, like. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how uh, hot the sound effects were. Yeah, there's a lot of like mic peaking, you know, yeah. the yeah. audio. But yeah, they, I, man, I was laughing so hard. Like, and it just sounds like a person like making that noise. Colin, do you want. I want a baby. <laughs> Give me a baby. Well, that was hilarious. And just like the dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the way it's said, what they're saying is just so funny. What and was your favorite part, Colin? I, you know, I'm just going to say what I admire the most, mm. and it's that they made a movie. <laughs> they'd, they'd, they'd obviously seen, you know, Evil Dead, mm-hmm. Evil Dead 2, and kind of, eh, let's make something like that. Yeah. The Probably ingenuity didn't. and the passion and Ex- the ignorance. Whatever. It's like they, they walked in blind. They came out with, with things. I thought maybe your favorite part was when the guy finds the dog and he's like, oh no, oh. bloody little dog. And then he vomits for 10 minutes. Oh, that's right. I forgot about there's a dog I forgot in this. About hey, that. there's a dog in the next movie we watched oh, too. Yeah. That, that was great. He vomits. <laughs> and it's just like the grossest brown vomit. <laughs> What's so crazy is that this movie got destroyed Distribution. Mm. It was at a time when, but 1989, yeah, so the VHS is still in full swing, mm-hmm. and people like Lloyd Kaufman said it best, which is that there's no difference on the shelf between something like Things and Halloween. Yeah. They both take up the same amount of shelf space. Hmm. The tapes cost the same as well, especially right. that if it's not a sell-through market yet, mm-hmm. so you buy rental tapes. So mm. it doesn't matter really what it is as long as people rent it. <laughs> yeah, it's like when yeah. you see things on iTunes. It's mm. like, you know, Aquaman is six ninety nine, and is so on, is this piece of shit. Things is on iTunes? No, no. I don't believe so. It's an <laughs> no. example. But like, and when you, yeah. you would rent a VHS, Colin could speak of this better than I could. <laughs> but like when I was a kid, I would rent a video of like, 
even if I didn't like it, I would probably watch it again because yeah. I rented the video. It's like you can see you're watching a movie on your TV. Yes. And you've got control over it. Yeah. It's amazing. And I paid this money for it and I have it for one or two nights. Sure. Well, what we do is we'd get, I'm advocating piracy or I'm, I'm not really, but mm. we'd, uh, we'd rent movies from the gas station, like I mentioned, and uh, we'd go to our neighbor's house who also had a VHS player and then we'd, we'd dub the movies. So mm-hmm. I had, I think it was... I did that for Phantasm 3. <laughs> we, we would do it for whatever movie we got. Wow. So for Just to have it. my entire childhood, we had a copy of Psycho 2. <laughs> That's a good film, Richard and, Franklin. And Blame It on Rio. <laughs> Those were ones that you illegally bootlegged. (laughs) Blame it on Rio being the last film of Stanley Don and the director of Singing in the Rain. In which Michael Caine fucks a 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And friend's daughter. Watched it over (laughs) and over and over. Those two movies I have seen more times. (laughs) Well, it was just just a novelty. Did you make more copies of other movies where your parents like, listen, Colin. It, until you hit the double digits, you only get two movies. <laughs> it never really happened uh, enough where we had rented movies, and then we—it was too much of a bother to bring the VHS player over to the friend's place because mm-hmm. they were like eighty pounds back yeah. in those days. Wow! So Psycho Two and, and Blame, Blame It on, on Rio. Rio, and I and a copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark that I watched so much that the tape, <laughs> when it got between the, the last six inches to the top of the TV, would just veer off to the right so bad, <laughs> and you. Could couldn't fix it with tracking you mm. would have to so it was just it was warm. all it was all about monster squad and munchie the original one the jim <laughs> oh, really? Wynorski, not <laughs> the gremlins ripoff munchies nope that's a different film munchie munchie that's the one <laughs> it's this horrifying puppet voice by dom de who grants wishes Wait wow. a minute. Well, that sounds familiar. My like, I we would tape movies off the television. That was my thing, mm-hmm. and we had. Um, I remember we had taped uh, the TV movie Gulliver's Travel. The TV movie Gulliver's Travels with Ted Danson, <laughs> and it was so long it had to go on two different tapes. <laughs> really? Danson? Yeah. Ted Danson so tall. It was like what a four part miniseries, and you know what? It wasn't that bad. Mary Steenburgen was in it too. I wonder if that's when they met. How many times? Oh yeah, did they're you, married. How many times did you watch it? A, a lot. We watch it all the time. We watch like like at least once a year, if not more. <laughs> once just, a year. Yeah. It's Christmas time. It's time to watch. And then Gulliver's you know what? Travels. Someone probably me taped over the second tape, which had like the <laughs> the the, la- the last world so, on it. So we just watched threw, the first threw it part yeah. over and over again, being like, it's like the Dead Sea Scrolls. You're like, I wonder what happened. We'll never, <laughs> we'll never know. know. All my knowledge of Gulliver's Travels comes from that miniseries. <laughs> With just the one tape, he never made it back. <laughs> the to first his tape was just the. The, the big world and the little world. <laughs> <laughs> really what people remember. I mean, all my knowledge is from the Jack Black movie. Oh, Jesus. oh God. Did you do effects on that movie? <laughs> nope. Uh, so what, else, what else is there to say about things? Uh, watch it. Yeah. Just watch it. Yeah, I mean, we've Get seen, some we, friends together and watch it. I'm it's definitely a crowd movie. Me, I think it's available on YouTube. Intervision put or, it out. No, um, don't watch it on YouTube. No? What? Intervision. Okay, yeah. no, and it actually it, yes. looks better. And it has insane special features. You have never mm. heard a director yell at his daughter because... What is this on the commentary? <laughs> it is. Uh, his daughter's like, I want to get some pizza. And he's like, or wings. And he's like, no, we can't afford that right now. And it's like, you can hear it in the background while they're trying to do like normal commentary. <laughs> yeah, oh my really gosh. Good. That's Barry J. Gillis, I'm assuming. And his daughter, yes. Oh my God. Who was at the screening that I was at and I sat beside her. Aww. Oh, cool. We yeah. laughed throughout it. And she was all drunk going, has some DVDs. <laughs> no, no, only her father oh. was. Oh, yeah. 
All right. So Hopefully we they watched didn't drive home. another Canadian film, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to make the Canadian theme. And it was <laughs> Dragon Hunt. The second appearance on this podcast of the... The McNamara twins. That's, That's right. right. The mulleted, bushy mustache... <laughs> Uh, martial Small, artist, short, short <laughs> man, and muscular. As, a, as yeah. April said, or, or Justin, I think said, it looked like the guitarist from uh, Miami, Miami Connection. Connection. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Mostly yeah. because they're shirtless, and everyone's shirtless in Miami Connection. Pretty too. much, and the must, yeah, and the big bushy Mullet hair and the mustache. And yeah. Sadly, they do not play instruments in this movie, but oh, it has man. a rocking soundtrack. They play. They play instruments of death. Of death. Now, this was actually a very fun um, martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. It's a survival story um it's the most dangerous game plot it's pretty yeah. much deadly prey mm-hmm. if you've seen that but uh it it is a canadian movie so it's very low budget but they do pretty good as far as like we're gonna shoot out in the woods <laughs> yeah so the, most of the movie in georgian bay yeah. ontario <laughs> the plot is that um this is actually a sequel to twin dragons encounter which is uh, d- different it's not really a martial arts picture it's more like a deliverance kind Ooh. of film um and the villain of that film which they shot in the hand with an arrow comes back with a metal dr claw style hand yeah and he's again played by bebop uh, bebop yeah b period bob a Be-bob. punk musician out of toronto right who hands it up like there's no tomorrow oh my in this god film. quite the performance he only acted in two films, and they were both starred the <laughs> McNamara brothers. <laughs> and every time he's on screen, uh, he's singing a song of some kind. Yeah, he's always like humming tunes or singing something. Or yeah, man, God, he chews the scenery so bad. So they capture the brothers, rip their shirts off, I assume, because they never put <laughs> another one on, and throw them in the forest where they are hunted down by the most dangerous hunters that ads in the back of magazines could buy. Yeah, that's what they say. He kind of like, what is it? The uh, the People's Army or he something? He said, People's we put Private ads Army. in all the martial arts magazines. <laughs> yeah, all the hunting, and then he, no, yeah. And the Weekend Warriors. Yeah, so they put an ad out in the magazines, and then all these recruits, I guess, sign up to like hunt these guys down, but they're all kind of like, they have different styles. They have yeah. like ninjas, then they have poachers, and then they have like, you know, big game hunters or mm-hmm. something like that. They're all mostly big burly dudes, yeah, except yeah. for the ninjas. I mean, even the ninjas are a little bit on the, uh, you know, they're, they're rotund least, side. They're, they're at least, you know, spry. Well, they're nothing uh, against the McNamara bros. No, no. No way. They, like, chew them up like dog food. I mean, that's their first enemy, which is the world's biggest, fluffiest dog that the Beastmaster sends after <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. supposed to be... They it's call it, like, like, a, a sh- prison dog? It looks like a sheep dog. Yeah, it looks a like, black it looks like a giant schnauzer. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just friendly looking. And they try and to, like, dub, like, over <laughs> It, but it looks like it just wants to play and roll no. around. They don't even have a close-up of its teeth. Like, <laughs> and that was anything. their first victim. They can't because it's just a big fluff. Yeah, it's just ass. like a big square head. Oh, it's a cute dog. but uh, It was pretty cute. Yeah. Um, this movie has a weird, like, there's a like, plot going on in the background with, like, the crazy villain. Why does he have this compound? We're not really sure. He's, like, holding two women hostage. There's a briefcase of money. I'm not really sure what's going on with he that. He just wants to kill the twin dragons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the entire movie is he wants yeah. to kill them, but uh, the movie opens with him uh, on the boat. Takes control of a ferry, which is like I don't know a <laughs> tourist ferry, like in Georgian Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes control of the ferry and then robs everybody. <laughs> but he somehow frames the twin dragons. He gives a medallion. It's like a yin yang medallion mm-hmm. yeah. with like a pair of gold boxing gloves on it. And then the police capture the McNamara brothers, beat them up. 
And then immediately let them go. Yeah, and then they just go on a summer vacation. And I guess he uses that money to buy the sort of island compound to train people. Did he get... And then bring the brothers to him. Yeah, yes. Where they are drugged by the beautiful women that they're with. Mm. By, yeah. By these two are those the same women that are at the end of the movie? Yes. Yeah, that they were being held in the cap. Yes, because it's revealed captive. that one of them is a drug addict and the other is a police officer. Oh. Yeah. And I guess they were like uh, f- um, blackmailing them or something. Yeah. See, there's knows? all this plot going on under the it surface. Doesn't, no, it doesn't really it. matter. It's, it's all just about um, cool fight scenes and um, building traps in the forest. And, and, and montages. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many. There's a song called I'm a Survivor that played three times. <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm going to make it. Yeah, when Billy Butt drops a hot track. All the songs are credited to Billy Butt. I laughed so hard. If Colin was very silent, that's because he mic, was, my mic may have gone out. May have gone out. <laughs> I don't know. Or he was so awed by things in Dragon Hunt that he was blasted out of his chair. Well, Billy Butts, the musician, he wrote "I'm a Survivor." Yes. Right. Okay. What was oh, the song? What was the, the other end? one? It's what like, makes a man cry? No, you can't make a man cry. Why does like? Why does a, a child lie? Boy lie. You can't make a heart die. <laughs> you can't make. A man cry. A yeah. French fry. <laughs> no, a very he, catchy he, song. He wrote that and he's like, I'm done. That's I'm it. Done. I can't. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> oh my God. Bill <laughs> killed himself. So basically, it's it's the twins kind of dispatching mm-hmm. uh, these bad guys in groups. So it's like Bebop will send out the poachers. Yes. And they'll do their thing. <laughs> They're setting traps. And then suddenly one of the McNamara brothers like, hey! And then he throws one of <laughs> the traps. He goes, catch! <laughs> he throws a bear trap at him. And he catches it with his hand. <laughs> no! <laughs> one thing they teach you in poacher school not to do! So all the bad guys are really dumb in yes. this. And that's like played up. Um, <laughs> Um, they all have mohawks too. Yep, they do. For yeah. the most part. Do the ninjas have mohawks? They Who knows? could. They could Who under knows? there. Um, okay, so my favorite part uh, was definitely the fight choreography, and also it was shot well. There was a lot of close-ups. Sometimes it was hard to see what was going on, but um, interesting shots. Lots of POV shots. Oh, the knee. There was a, a PO knee um, <laughs> where some someone was being kneed, and you saw the knee coming at the camera. And like they're obviously like really going at it too. <laughs> they yes. don't look like they're holding yeah. or pulling any. Punches. And the McNamara brothers aren't afraid to be like the butt of the impact either. So like the Billy they're butt. thrown around. <laughs> they're, they're like they look dolls. like they're getting yeah. hurt too. Yeah, yeah no. Like, Padding shirtless, just thrown yeah. on the hard rocks. Yeah, they're and stuff they're like that. really taking beatings. Not like seriously, but not to the point where it's like, oh well, they're not even anywhere close to hitting them. Like mm. they're they're I think they're hit they were hitting each other. One guy yeah. picks up one of the McNamara brothers, like smashes him on his knee, Bane yeah. style. Yeah, he like oh. breaks his back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it like uh and then he wakes up in like uh this <laughs> this cell in yeah. India and he has to climb up and yeah, get back to Gotham really City. Well, there was a character named Batman in this movie. No, there was his yeah. name was Fat Man. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hear. I swear, I swear, the 
Brad had said Fat Man as well. Did it really? Yeah, okay. did. Maybe Billy Bob or Bebop was just, yeah. uh, you know. There's a guy that's like, uh, he's so dumb he can't even feel pain. Oh, yeah, and then there's right. another guy whose power seems to be to sloppily aim a crossbow. And they, how do they kill him again? I forget. Ah, uh, I can't remember. There's a chain guy who gets impaled on a tree. Yeah, that's the guy who has the dog that they kill. Yeah, the Beastmaster. There's yeah. a guy with like those hooky weapons. Uh, all kinds of uh, different. Oh, that was the Red Skull Ninja. The Red Skull oh, Ninja, yeah. Right. He was like the kind of leader of the ninjas, I guess. As the McNamara brothers say, we're going to roast a Red Skull. Oh, no, that was, that was my favorite line. So it's like, it just cuts to them and they're cooking food over a fire. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what do you say? And he goes, when we finish smoking these fish, we'll smoke ourselves a Red Skull. <laughs> That cracked Roast me up. Is right there. It's, it's an like, alliterative. It's like they have this like nicely filleted fish. That they're, <laughs> and they're, like they're smoking a fish over the fire. It's yeah. Like, living the life of luxury here. Tasty, right? yeah. The Ontario life. Oh, man. There's more to discover, Colin. <laughs> That's in Georgian game. It's yours to discover. Oh, is it yours <laughs> yeah. to discover? I thought it was open for business. Now it's open for business. Uh, for all you non-Canadians, we're just throwing out all the taglines that are on our license plate. Yeah. Can we just say that open for business is the worst tagline you could put on the license plate. Yeah, ever. well, look at our premiere. Yeah, he's, he's the worst. The worst. Yeah. I think they kiboshed uh, Open for Business. I, it was on the sign when we came in from the United States that said really? Open for Business. Yeah. Uh, it might be there, but it's not on the license plates. Oh, it's not? Yeah, I think they kiboshed it, and now they've changed it to Doug Ford is a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get some angry, like, I don't expect politics in my bad movie podcast? D Ford. Local politics. D Ford. R Ford from beyond the grave. <laughs> oh. Okay. Who else? Our has premier, a uh, Doug Ford, is the brother of uh, the crack smoking mayor. Oh, crack yeah. smoking mayor, and, Rob you know, Ford. Uh, even though that he worked very closely with Rob Ford, uh, the dum dum still elected him to the premier of Ontario. Yeah, Doug the Thug. Thanks, thanks, it's Ontario. It's so bad that the federal conservative government benched him for six months, the entire legislative <laughs> branch, yeah. because they didn't want him to embarrass them, oh, which has God. never happened in Canadian oh, history. Oh, my God almighty. All right, so what? my favorite part? Yeah, April's making Sonic. <laughs> cut it, cut it. Cut it. My you parents are going to listen. my gears? My conservative family's going to listen to this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, this is very Canadian-themed. Anyway. It is, yeah. yeah. We got into politics. Uh, my favorite part is definitely the fact that the McNamara brothers put their life on the line making this movie. Because there's a climax at the end where they are shot at in the sand dunes. This is crazy. And there's bullet hits that are going off around them. And we actually did a screening of this film as the Laser Blast Film Society. And the McNamara brothers came up afterwards to do Q&A. Well, one of them. But if you look at him, it looks like two of them. <laughs> he, the just had guy, a, uh, he just had a mirror in between. <laughs> yeah. The other one just couldn't make it. Yeah, he lives in Florida, I believe. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I was seeing double. <laughs> not not, not <laughs> Four McNamara brothers. <laughs> <laughs> People said we weren't allowed to make that joke. Yeah, well, she's, probably, anyway. she's probably going to cut it Fourth out. Fourth time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, mean two times. double. Eight times. Someone, someone made a comment that like uh, we always make like Simpsons jokes on this yeah, podcast. Just from, that like, one the, joke. From like the first like the 10 seasons. Yeah. Because that's when the show was, it was good. good. The only good ones. Oh man, more controversial. Oh, than man. So anyways. Uh, so he told us that when they were firing those guns, they didn't have a way to do like squibs in the ground. <laughs> so they just fired real guns that's into insane. the sand near Awful. them. Yeah. Well, it looked like uh, they were hiding behind a log at one point mm-hmm. and everybody all the remaining bad guys are shooting all their it's like the scene from predator where they're just firing yeah. everything into the forest and A display of impotence yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, that log is getting blown apart. And you can kind of see them. And you see one behind it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, well, nobody's behind there. And you're like, oh, there's an elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're clearly, and explosions are going off, and you know, uh, all the water is going up, but like the, uh, the bullets are just insane. And they're like a couple of feet away from them. Yeah. If they had fallen and into the bullets, their rippling muscles would have probably caught them. They would have been covered in sand. <laughs> yes. In- and they're real oiled up, too. Yeah. Insanely uh, unsafe. Um, well, also, uh, did we mention the guy gets set on fire? Randy Butcher. <laughs> yeah. It was the Randy Butcher, you guys. Canadian stunt legend, Randy Butcher. A.K.A. Colin's friend's dad. <laughs> My friend Robbie. Uh, friend's his, uncle. His uncle. Oh, right. But, His uh, uncle is Randy Butcher. He's like a legendary Canadian stuntman. He's like anything that shoots in Toronto. We probably mentioned him before. Well, he did back in action, mm-hmm. also featuring That's the right, McNamara yeah. brothers. Maybe they're friends. It's like Suicide Squad. He's always the head stunt coordinator for the entire movie, like anything that comes yeah, to Toronto. Yeah, I think now he's like the top stunt working yeah, guy. Yeah, if in you look Toronto. at his IMDb credits, he's got hundreds <laughs> so, of credits. So insane. we saw that he was a stuntman. He played one of the ninjas, and, you know, they're masked. And then it said, like, Man on fire or something in the credits. Randy Butcher. <laughs> he did the oh, full body on. burn. That was pretty cool. Yeah. He has a good body burn, even though April was like, mm, that's not how you use that weapon. <laughs> uh, well, he was the hooky. What I guess were that those was weapons re- called? I don't know what they're called, yeah, but basically you're supposed to like use it to like trip people and catch their ankles and stuff like that. Uh, he was like trying to catch both their, their, <laughs> their blade. Hey, he looked like he was sticks. sticks. Yeah. 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 It was, was like their sharpened poor. sticks. Yeah. But he looked like he was just flailing around very slowly. Man, the McNamara brothers love to stab people in the crotch with those sticks. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of tr- crotch trauma. And grabbing <laughs> crotches like, right in there. The Beastmaster, they, they did uh, like a body slam on him. And yeah, they, yeah. they both went in and just they, they, grabbed, they grabbed his balls. And, and lifted. <laughs> and you can see it right from the ass side. They'd like go right over the taint and they just grab his balls. I gotta mention balls. another thing I liked. Which, and April just pointed uh, at the screen like, what? But was it the Beastmaster that was wearing the insanely tight jeans? Yes. yes. So tight. Like, I don't, That's you, you could see everything. You the, can't. Like The McNamara brothers were like, this is an affront to our eyes. And that's why they grabbed his <laughs> they balls. Grabbed They're like, ah, and it's like, there's nothing to grab on. It's just tight denim. Uh, so did you have a favorite part, Colin? Okay, I've got to say, it's like, it's, it's a re- recurring theme on this podcast that it's like, uh, an exploding body, an exploding dummy. Yeah, ex- a, a recurring joy on this podcast. Oh, it's just the best. Justin, you were clapping. <laughs> I was laughing. Yes. It was like Bebop is running away. I think his name is Jake. He's got the, the briefcase full of money. And then the two uh, uh, women cops, like his prisoners, they break out of prison and they, you see them loading up uh, a grenade launcher. And then he run. they go, hey, Jake. And then he turns around, sees that they have a grenade launcher and he just goes, <laughs> He makes a funny face. And then and it goes him. on, and he blows up. It just pieces everywhere. It was so great. I love that. And I was surprised the McNamara brothers didn't get the final um, death blow. Yeah, death they were blow. too busy getting their asses, getting <laughs> a shot of one of the beaten. McNamara brothers being hit in the head repeatedly by a knee. It's so funny. There's also <laughs> shots of them like rolling down the hill. They, they, the, the end fight is on like a sand dune, sand dunes, and they just keep tumbling down and tumbling over, but so they survive. He, so what he 
Because like, I'm a survivor. So many close-ups of their faces getting just pummeled. pummeled. Yeah. <laughs> well, any true uh, you know action hero is not afraid to lose, not mm. afraid to take their lumps. Yeah, JCVD type, because he yeah. always gets beat up to a bloody pulp before he wins. Yeah, they yeah. kind of do like a, a jumping roundhouse and kick, mm. kick the main baddie before mm. the other guy gets blown up, and it kind of happens at the same time. And the girls, um, they uh, break out, and they, sh- they shoot... Um, uh, Bebop. <laughs> yes, that's what we were talking about. That's what about. I just said. <laughs> oh my god, April's got Cheeto no, brain you again. Didn't, you didn't mention the girls. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Didn't April's hear that. like zoning out. End like, that Where up. am I? <laughs> Wait, were you making a gun? No, that was me saying I'm gonna cut it out. No, you gotta keep it. This is gold. Keep it in. Oh. They're not afraid of the back mirrors. They're not afraid of getting beaten. We're not afraid of showing our mm. our follies. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's good. Flaws. True Canadian style. And this mm. is a movie that doesn't have that much of a cult following either. Does it? This one? Yeah. I I've be- never heard of it. I have only heard of Twin Dragon Encounter. Um, mm. So that was what I thought was the big McNamara mm. Bros movie. Maybe it's more well-known in certain circles, but you were telling me this one is like fun much, one. Yeah. Yeah, much more uh, competent. <laughs> yes, Slicker. This one was released by... Um, Looking how Shapiro, who did like The Executioner and like a bunch of like sleazy, slick action films in okay. the 80s and the 90s. This one's got a lot of like when it gets to the fight scenes, it's it's interesting mm. and it kind of holds your attention. But there's a lot of kind of dull moments in between. I think just a lot of like padding of shots of people running in forests and stuff like that. They kind of reuse the same shot I'm over and over. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, the McNamara brother just hanging out. They don't talk very much in this movie. No, they don't really. No, no, it's just them. This is a mustache with all the acting. Where's Speedos. Well, what are they going to say? You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They just like point at themselves and go, "Look at this." Like yeah, the, they're going to be like, "Wait, you want did some you of this? mention the part where the women blow up Bebop?" Oh, oh yeah, they oh, come wait, in that's at my the favorite end. part. <laughs> did they pull the trigger? No, no, it was the women. Was the women. We had no, that. Co- I just that's what I meant when I said they. I meant the women. Oh, yeah, they yes, did. Yes, One of them gets did. shot, and then she hands Who the gun to the other girl. There's Where a really funny I? part where a girl uh, drops her cocaine, and it's really hilarious. Oh, yeah. you, <laughs> she goes and sniffs it You weren't it off looking, the but I laughed out loud. Yeah, and then she sniffs it off the ground like a dog. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what happens when you're addicted, April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. yeah, and being held captive by a very scary man. Yeah, Bebop, Bebop. He loves to sing. He looks like Johnny. The first time I saw him, I thought... It was, God, is it John Lydon from like the Sex Pistols, like <laughs> from Public Image Limited? Uh huh. Um, okay, so <laughs> where can people find Twin uh, Dragon Hunt? <laughs> YouTube. It, we watched it on YouTube. You can but actually, it is available. Right? You can buy it officially from the McNamara Brothers website. They mm. sell it, so buy it on DVD. They'll sign it for you and send it off. Is that the copy you have? Uh, yep, because I got it from them. And you can order, uh, I believe Twin Dragon Encounters is available as well. But and they have a third film that they never released, Ooh. which is like a Warriors type through Toronto film <gasps> they shot in the 90s. And unfortunately, for a bunch of reasons, it hasn't come out. But if people keep buying their movies, maybe they'll finally put it out. We showed a clip at our screening. It looks great. Nice. Really? Yeah. I would love to see like the city version of you know mm-hmm. this movie. Uh, that would be great because you'd get, you know, all the nostalgia of 90s Toronto in there. Yeah. This looks like something that 
yeah, your friend's got a cottage and like, you know, oh, yeah. track of land with like forest on it. April's like, why can't we make this movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. We could it make like, it. All we need to do is find a piece of wood. A cottage. Uh, a cottage. Yeah, yeah. And like a cabin. It wouldn't take Guys, much. Uh, millionaires become a Patreon subscriber. Let us uh, buy a compound. We'll turn into a film studio. Uh, yeah. Or if you want to raise some money, just, uh, you know, take a ferry hostage and rob everybody <laughs> on it. And I'm yeah. going to frame Colin. Yeah, and just like leave a yin-yang <laughs> symbol. And then the cops will come yeah. to my door. When I think of Colin, I think of a yin-yang symbol. With like a a pair of gold boxing gloves. (laughs) Colin the kickboxer. (laughs) And things like I mentioned is available on the Intervision DVD label. I don't know if it's out of print, but I've seen it around. So pick it up now before it's too late. I've got to buy that. I want to. I want to hear all the watch all the special. Oh features. yeah, that's yeah, that's a like a it. that's a special features uh, DVD. If I ever saw one, oh, the movie is a special feature. It sure is. It's a Canadian classic, and it should be honored uh, with. Uh, um, uh, what do we have? Um, We're recording no such thing as a bad movie, April. Right, okay. Uh, no, what's our Canadian, a CSA award? Oh, oh. Canadian Screen yeah. Award. Yeah, Lifetime Achievement Awards for the McNamara Brothers. Would this no, be, a, oh, that would be amazing. Would this be like a Canucksploitation? Yes, 100%. Both of them, you think? Yes, they've both been reviewed by Paul Karoop at Canucksploitation.com. Oh, okay. A website that if you haven't visited, you should check out because it's amazing. It's okay, cool. For like 15 years, maybe more than that. Whoa. And it is the go-to for Canadian and like not they do horror stuff but they do other stuff as well like dragon hunt and they discover that kind of stuff so and by they I mean Paul Karoop (laughs) he writes every review All right, well, I'm going to yeah. do that. Okay, cool. And if you want to email us, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie podcast. And we're on Twitter at no such thing pod. Check us out on Patreon. Uh, we have a $2 level where you can be submitted into a bad movie lottery, which a new one is probably coming up soon, you guys. So. Oh, we just recorded a sweet one. Oh, wait, a Patreon episode. Oh, today. well, if you're on the $500, if you're on the $5 level, you get access to our P- Patreon episodes and we just recorded one about a uh, canadian hero oh yeah that's right colin the, cunningham no 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 the, the no wolf, no wolverine origins x-men uh, wolverine what is it? x-men origins x-men origins wolverine and yeah. someone at this table actually worked on the film i won't say who you have to be a patreon subscriber to know but i'm to gonna switch up out. the i'm gonna switch up the initials it rhymes with colin cunningham <laughs> wait yeah, you switch up the initials the, the first initials <laughs> Okay. Initials are CC. CC. You know, like yeah. Dustin Jaclu. Back to back. Um, uh, and if you want to. Oh, also, um, rate and review <laughs> us on iTunes. Colin. No, the initials. Okay. CC. Rate and review us on iTunes if you can, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, did you guys know Geraldo <laughs> Rivera left us a uh, iTunes review? Oh my God, the Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> I, I have not no, think that's him. I have no reason to believe it wasn't really Geraldo. <laughs> yeah, Rivera. he did. He mentioned Al Capone's vault in the re- in the review. <laughs> so if you're Isn't out there, a Fox News, uh, Ugh, some yeah. like piece of crap. Uh, and if you want to tweet at me, I'm at April at Mansky. Uh, if you want to follow me, it's at Decluj D E C L O U X letter J. I also do another podcast called The Important Cinema Club every week, and uh, buy my book. Uh, Radioactive Dreams, the cinema of Albert Pyun, available on Amazon. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Sergeant Zima, S G T Z I M A. Uh, <laughs> I had a brain. I had a Cheeto fart. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Sound like a brain fart. A Cheeto fart. A Cheeto. <laughs> Sounds like you're incontinent in some way. <laughs> 
That's it. Wait. <laughs> and we heard no such thing as a bad Cheeto. All right. So let's start the episode. Today we're talking about okay. things and Dragon Hunt. <laughs> what is happening to our minds? Is there like... Is there a carbon monoxide leak in the and basement? And that was the Canadian episode. We've been dead the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm April Atmansky. I'm Justin McClue. And I'm Colin Kenningham. And remember, there is no such thing as a bad movie. Ooh, from the grave.